Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please give me five stars and spread the word by telling a friend. If you would like to hear or suggest a topic, please DM me at two inches off the ground or email me at freespiritpodcasts at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I really would. I would. I would. And check out my metaphysical products at freespiritpodcast.com to support this podcast. You guys won't know because I'm editing it out, but I keep drinking a lot of water because I had too many strawberries in my smoothie today. I was so excited getting these wild strawberries. Anyway, not doing that again. I just wanted to take a minute and say thank you. I am in gratitude to all of you. You have really shown up for me in this past month. I see the reviews on Apple Podcasts. I see the ratings you guys have added. You've been donating. You have been buying my metaphysical products. I so appreciate you. Thank you so much. Queen Saskia is a very busy queen. She has an entire kingdom to rule, so we had to reschedule and she will be coming back later on. Okay, for today's topic, I've never done this before. I've never gone in to where I don't have the topic name. Of course, if you're reading the name, I did obviously come up with a topic name, but something's a little different today. It's a little experiment. I am doing a before and an after episode. So I am recording right now before an event that's about to happen. And then the second part of the episode will be after the event. So we shall see how this all goes down. I'm actually very curious. Let me explain. I had to come to terms with this weekend that despite all my cleansing, all my Ayurveda, see I said that wrong again, all my Ayurveda, (laughs) everything I've been putting into my body, which is pretty much healthy, I I slip up, I'm not perfect, I'm not going to lie, I still must be holding trauma in my gut, in my stomach area. And that was a rude awakening. This weekend, I went through not a good weekend with my stomach, and it was actually so bad that it was pre-cleanse levels. I have to say I am proud of myself in the way I have handled it, because the old me, I would have been on the phone with Saskia venting. You know when you get to that point where you have a bad boyfriend, and you vented so much to your friends about the bad boyfriend and the friends are like, oh my God, break up with him. This is getting so annoying. Then you decide to change your tune and forgive him. And then you start talking positively about him. Yeah, that's probably where Saskia is at (laughs) with listening to me and all my gut trauma and all my gut issues, right? But she's always so sweet and so cool about it. That's where we're at. So I did not get on the phone and vent to her and I'm proud of myself. I vented a little bit to Craig, but it wasn't even venting. It was more just discussing it than venting and trying to figure out what was going on. So I have come leaps and bounds. And I went and I looked in my gut diary, which by the way, I'm on day 182 of my gut diary. And I looked back to another time where I had this issue I realized, okay, I can get better. I can improve myself. I have the tools now. Therefore, I've been staying much more positive than I was a year ago, much more positive than I was the last time this happened. And I have to say, I am happy about that. If everyone remembers, I talked about a trauma book that I read that was, I'm sorry, that I listened to that was 13 hours long. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like trauma beyond drama beyond trauma. It was pretty intense. 
With that book, I feel that I went through therapy. I really do. I felt like it was a therapist talking to me. There were a lot of questions you had to answer. There was a lot of self-reflection. There was a lot of exercises. So I really appreciated that book. But I feel at this point I need to take it a step further and I am taking my friend's recommendation and I'm not gonna name any names today until I have the permission, but I'm taking her recommendation and I made an appointment with a healer that specializes in trauma and I am so lucky she is 24 minutes from my house. So how lucky can I be? The healing session is tomorrow. And that's why I'm doing two parts to this episode, because this first part is before the healing session, and the second part will be after the healing session. I want to get two perspectives in here. Source told me to do this. So I wanted to share with you how I'm feeling today before I go into this healing session. And I think I'm actually recording exactly 24 hours before going into the healing session. So that's kind of cool. I feel hopeful. I feel like I'm going down the right path. But what I'm wondering about is what is stored in my gut, my stomach? Is it the little stressors that are getting to me? And I want to explain what I mean by that. One little stressor is we are refinancing our mortgage. There's something about the process that just stresses me out. I don't know why, but it just does. Every time I get an email coming across that says, we need a new document, or this document is not complete enough, or whatever it is, for some reason, it just really stresses me out, and I cannot tell you why. But I don't talk about it, because I want to keep it positive in this household, and I don't want to, quite frankly, bitch every time I get an email about this. So I just kind of store it inside. Another little stressor is going away for a weekend. We had done this, and because someone dropped the ball, we had to return home early. All I wanted to do was go to the beach and put my feet in the sand and do a 20-minute walk on the beach, and unfortunately, it did not happen. We had to cut our vacation short, and this disappointed both of us because we haven't gotten away since COVID, basically, and it was a big letdown, but, you know, that's how it is. The universe sometimes wants us to redirect, but days leading up to this little getaway, I was so stressed about leaving our pets. We have nine pets. (laughs) We have seven cows, we have two dogs. And we have to find the right person who's able to take care of them. I think we did find someone, so when we go away next time, it should be much less stressful. But I'm telling you, the next time we go away, I know I will experience this stress. Instead of you know doing law of attraction, everything will be fine, everything will be great. This is my one thing. That upsets me. It's like, okay, come and rob my house. Actually, don't do that. Don't come and rob my house. There's really nothing to rob. But anyway, don't mess with my pets. You know, don't. I'm I'm so worried about them. That's another example of a little stressor that I have. But again, I don't talk about it. And in fact, that night at the beach, when we had to cut things early, we had a nice dinner. I was sick to my stomach throughout dinner, and when I was sick to my stomach, I started to make really bad food choices. I wanted to keep the dinner positive. I didn't want to stress about it. I think my husband wanted to keep the dinner positive, but I think it would have been better if we both just vented for 10 minutes about the situation, got it off our chests, 
came up with a plan, said, okay, if we don't hear from this person by this time, then we are going home. Right now, let's take this hour, let's enjoy the view, let's enjoy dinner. No one's gonna die, no one's gonna, you know, everyone's gonna be fine if we leave this dinner and leave for home in an hour. And if we had done that, I think it would have been a better situation for me and would have relieved that stressor. So is it the little stressors that are sitting in my gut, the daily things that I don't talk about in order to keep everything positive? Or is it the actual trauma which I've been addressing by listening to that book? Is it the trauma? You know, is that still sitting down there? Even though I have so much more awareness of it now, I've been unearthing it. Do I have to unearth it more? I don't know. Or is it another trauma altogether? Is it something that I don't identify as a trauma? Is it something I don't even remember? I don't know. All I can do is go to this healing session and report my findings to you. Again, I am seeing the healer tomorrow. I'll be recording the morning after the healing because I want to take some time and process. So all I can say at this point is, I'll see you on the other side. Okay, I am back. It is the next day. I had the healing session and it was absolutely amazing. It was the best healing session combined with therapy I have ever been to and I have been in my lifetime to four therapists. So I was extremely impressed. I just want to do a small trigger warning because I am going to be talking about trauma a little more in depth than I did in the first half. I will not go into sordid details, but I just want anyone who's experienced a trauma or anyone who is sensitive to this subject to please keep this in mind. All the questions I went in with yesterday were answered for me, and I'm going to say that later on and speak more on that later on, but I was just so impressed by how it went and how much energy is put into talk therapy. Now I went to a trauma healer and she incorporates energy work into her trauma healing. So it's talk therapy combined with energy healing. And I could feel energy throughout the entire healing, throughout the entire talking process. It was something I never felt before. And again, I have been to four therapists. So I've seen this enough. I've, I've seen the experience. When she asked me the initial question of why I came to her yesterday, I basically blurted out my childhood trauma. I did not know what I was going to start with. I had no agenda. So when she asked, that is exactly what came out. And I was actually really surprised by that because I wasn't sure what was going to come out. But let me tell you, that's what the whole session was about. And that's what I talked about. Throughout the session, as we talked, the way in the beginning I was answering questions, she stopped me and she said, do you see what you're doing? You're distant from the trauma. You're, you're answering it almost as if it's not you. And I wasn't having any feeling or emotions behind my words. I was just answering questions. I guess I was a little nervous because I was smiling and laughing. I do that sometimes when I'm incredibly nervous. 
she stopped me and said, I can tell that you are a good girl. You are someone who gets things done. You are someone who has mostly always done the right things. And right now you are answering questions like the good girl, you know, like someone who does everything properly, says all the right things. And when she said that, I stopped and I said, wow, yeah, I am doing that. I'm kind of just going through the verbal motions here. And I appreciated that she stopped me because then I was able to take a beat and say, okay, let's slow this train down, which she had said, and let's start to feel the words that are coming out of my mouth, start to feel the impact of what I'm saying. When we began to switch from being the good girl to really delving into these emotions, she made a startling observation that I had never thought about before, that as a child, when this abuse happened to me around four, five, six years old, the abuser told me never to tell anyone, and I didn't. And the therapist said that you keep reenacting that. You are playing the part of the good girl constantly because that's what this abuser wanted you to do. Not to tell anyone, follow my instructions. And I keep doing that throughout life. And I had never told anyone. Obviously on this podcast, I alluded to it. I'm 43. This happened to me around age four to six. And I've never opened up to a professional adult, to a responsible adult in that way. You know, I've opened up on this podcast. I've told a couple of friends. But other than that, I have never shared it with someone in a professional setting, you know, sat down with a therapist and said, here's what happened. At the time, told a teacher and said, here's what happened. What I discovered in this healing session is that it's been exhausting being the good girl. It's been my whole life. It has leaked into other areas of my life where I try to put on a good front. In this podcast, I feel as if I can be myself, as if I can be my true authentic self and tell you guys everything. But in certain areas of my life with certain people, I do play that role. And I recognize it now of being the good girl and how exhausting that is and how I need to drop that, how I'm still listening to my abuser. In a positive way, throughout the session, I could feel the energy. This woman is an energy healer. She doesn't call herself that. I don't want to give it a label, but I have never been with a therapist or professional where I feel the energy coming off them. I feel the energy. It was in my head, in my nasal area as I was talking and there was just energy all around me. And I was so fortunate to be in this beautiful space because uh, I feel so, I'm feeling so much gratitude right now because I live in a very beautiful area and just driving to this woman's house was just incredible. And then she, she's a gorgeous space as we were doing this 
energy healing session. You could hear the birds outside. There was a bird that kept coming to the window and her cat, she said that cat never comes in for healings and he did this time. The little cat was so cute and he was stretching out in the rug and I just felt the love of the animals, the love of this healer and it was just so incredible in a positive way. We also talked about what drove me there, which is my digestion. And she said to me, sugar has been a coping mechanism I've been doing since childhood. I am eating from my trauma. In other words, I am not choosing my food. My trauma is, and my trauma is sitting in my gut. What happened as a child when I was going through this, I started to store chocolate and sugar under my bed. Now, here's the thing. I was a really skinny child. I didn't have weight issues, but as I grew up, I started to have issues with insomnia as a child. As you can see, I was left on my own as a child to decipher this and keep the secret and figure it out. So now I understand that sugar is a coping mechanism. Okay, that's what I'm doing. It's not me. It's not Jennifer. It's not Source. It's the trauma that wants to just delve into the chocolate and the sugar. The idea of being the good girl and the idea of consuming too much sugar are simply survival tactics for what I've been through, right? How I survived as a child. Unfortunately, what served me then in the moment, right? I had to survive. So that served me then is not serving me now, as we all know. I asked the healer this question, do people come to you around 40 years old? Because I hear that a lot of trauma resurfaces around 40 and people, you know, we associate 40 as a midlife crisis stage, but I was talking more in a spiritual metaphysical sense, why trauma comes up at 40. And she said, well, she said, it's really not related to an age. She said, I've seen it at all ages, but I will say this. She said, around 35, we start to know ourselves. Therefore, the trauma comes forward and we can finally handle it. She gave a really good example of you've gone through a lot of breakups in your life, right? By the age of 35. So you know you can survive it. You know this is another breakup. You're not happy about it. You're upset, but you will survive. So knowing all this and having all this information and this knowledge and knowing how you are... Now other traumas or deeper traumas start to show up and it shows up when the body can't take it anymore and it's ready to release it. And it makes sense to me, the idea of 35, because I really changed my life around 36. I went through an incredible healing process and healing myself and getting to know myself and changing my life completely. So the fact that I'm 43 now, right? Let me do math. Oh, we know how I feel about math. <laughs> eight years, eight years later, and I'm finally able to address it. That makes sense because I finally know myself. I'm in a safe space. I have a partner who I can talk to about all of this and who is extremely supportive. So that makes sense. That makes sense that my body is saying, let's address this. Let's address this today. Let's address this now. Something funny I kept repeating. Spirit just wanted me to get out in this healing session that I repeated twice was, 
if I was an overweight child, this issue would have been addressed. Because remember, this was the 1980s. People would send their kids to camp to lose weight. That was popular back then. People would put their kids on diet pills. They would do all sorts of things. My parents would not have done that. So I'm not not saying that, but they would have probably brought me to a doctor and they would have probably brought me to a therapist. And I'm telling you right now, those adults would have seen the signs. You know, we do the best we can with the knowledge we have. And back then there, there just wasn't that knowledge, right? So I kept saying that and repeating that, that if I was an overweight child, this would have been taken care of much earlier. And she said to me, this is my inner child coming out and saying, I have to tell an adult. I'm trying to tell an adult. And as a child, I I didn't have that option. I kept it as a secret. So that's why it came out in the healing. And I found that so amazing that it was me and my inner child saying, no, 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 I have to tell an adult. I have to tell an adult. Here's a responsible adult in front of me. Are you hearing me? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand that I am telling you something horrible happened to me? When I said that, I felt heard and I felt relief. And the funny part too is (laughs) I heard a little voice going, yay. And then later in the breath work, my spirit guides came forward and they were cheering. They were so happy that I was releasing this. When we ended with the breath work, I couldn't stop smiling. I was prepared for being in a really tough mental place after this healing. I was prepared for a lot of tears, a lot of sadness, maybe feeling terrible for a few days, feeling depressed, but all I felt was just happiness and relief. And I felt giddy and there's my spirit guides. They're all, I call them my spirit council. There's my spirit council, just all jumping up and down. They're so happy. They're so excited. As I was doing the breath work with her, she told me to say what comes to mind. And what came to mind were, I can digest now. I can relax now. I am in relief now. I've told a responsible adult. So I just kept repeating things and anything that came up. And I remember at one point, it was funny because I said, I can eat an ice cream now. <laughs> that was funny. I, and I went out after the healing and I had a strawberry ice cream. So that was exciting too. I wasn't supposed to because I'm on this cleanse, but I did, I did, and, and it felt good. I also want to mention when we were doing the breath work, my eyes were closed. I had a sandbag over my eyes. I was laying down. I had two stones in my hands. I had a blanket over me. And I was really in the zone. And at the end, after repeating all these words that came to me, after doing all the breath work, I started to feel this light weight of energy on my stomach. It was all around my stomach area. And it was this light weight. And it's so hard to explain. It was almost a beam of light in my stomach. And when I say weight, that sounds negative, but it wasn't. It was positive. It was was so hard to explain. It was this beam of energy. Imagine a spotlight coming down on you and just putting this weight on your stomach, but this loving, healing weight. And I never felt that before. 
I felt a lot of things during energy clearings and healings. I've never felt that. And I thought the healer was standing over me doing Reiki. And I found out she was not. So that was another amazing part of the healing and the energy that she was able to give to me and that I was able to give to myself, right? I'm sitting there doing the breath work. I'm doing the work. And it was just the coolest feeling. It was such a nice feeling. And that's how I knew, wow, the healing is starting to begin. What I learned, if we think back from part one of this episode, is no matter what it is, the small stressors I talked about, the big trauma that I kept in, and the big takeaway is I don't discuss what's bothering me with a professional. Yes, I discuss with my husband a little bit, but I, again, did you hear the words I was saying in part one? I try to keep it positive in this house and nothing, you know, we're a very happy household, (laughs) so we're not negative people, but I, I, there's a good girl, right? Saying I have to keep it positive. I have to keep it perfect for my husband. I have to keep the mood perfect. Not good. But I think there's something about talking to a professional, you know, whether it's this energy healer, whether it's going online and doing talk therapy, whatever it is, I need to talk to a professional when all these things build up. I do recognize the fact that, you know, our spouses, our friends, they're not our therapists. At some point, we need to go and see a professional who can help us with things when they're building up. So that was my big takeaway too, you know, being the good girl, right? Or not being the good girl anymore, not letting my trauma decide what I eat, eating from Jennifer, you know, Jennifer decides what she eats and also not letting things build up this way. I, 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 that's part of being the good girl. I'm keeping things secret. I don't have to do that anymore. If there's an issue, then I can speak it. I can talk about it. I do not have to keep it a secret. If it's bothering me, let it out. I hope you received some value and some knowledge from this episode today. I certainly feel like I've done a lifetime of therapy and a lifetime of healing all combined into one. And I'm so grateful for you listening and going through this journey with me because it's not an easy one. And I know that a lot of us are going through this. And even if you don't think you have something in there, there may be something in there. There may be some shadow work, some trauma that you have to let out because if you're having any physical manifestations where you just can't figure it out, this may be something where you have to explore it. And again, I say explore it with a professional and really take that in and think about that. And I know today has been a big topic and I thank you again. I will continue this topic on my other podcast two minutes off the ground where you receive daily two minute messages from source. And until next time, live your life two inches off the ground.